Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. It was exactly a year ago when the explosive Lifetime TV show revealed the sexcapades of R. Kelly that many of us had known about for decades, starting with his marriage to 15-year-old Aaliyah. Well, that led to that total breakdown interview with Gail King and finally charges that landed Kelly in jail. Guess what? Part two, The Reckoning, is airing, and producer Jesse Daniels is here to talk about it. Jesse, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, th- that show was just, first of all, I know you guys got great ratings, but it took so long to for these people, these women, to be able to come out and tell their stories. Why did it take so many years? We all knew that story I, was, was around and true. We, yeah, we all, we all heard the rumors, I think. Uh, many of us did. There have been some very, some very brave reporters over the years who have published a story here and there and done a deep investigation. But I don't think we as a society were ready. The music industry wasn't ready. Um, fans weren't ready. And I, and I think in, you know, we now are, are fortunate enough to be in a, in a Me Too era where these stories are ready to be received. Our survivors are ready to be heard. Well, one of the the big people in the story, of course, is Tiffany Hawkins. I know she was going to be joining us today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why she's not here. We're glad that you were able to come on instead. Yeah. Um, Tiffany was a backup singer for Aaliyah, um, and was a, you know had a promising career until it turned sexual. And what what happened with that? When did it turn sexual? And how is it that she ended up staying with this man for all these years? I think you're going to have to tune in tonight to see her full story. But what I can tell you about Tiffany was that she, um, you know, she was very young, uh, in her, a teenager. She, uh, you know, had a uh, big aspiration uh, for her life. And, you know, with her story, when you watch it, it's both heartbreaking, but also powerful at the same time, because you're you're living her story um, with her. uh, And and, but then at the you know, at the end of the day, she still is, you know, sitting, telling the story and a better person now um, than she has ever been before. What's so incredible about Tiffany's story, along with so many other um, of our survivor stories is that um, these are examples of times in which it could have stopped much earlier. Um, and you'll see Tiffany's is actually the very first um, before Leah, even. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, you know, it, it, it's funny because we've got all of these women who, like you said, are now telling these stories. It's now the hashtag Me Too era. As a man mm-hmm. producing this this and, and this whole series, what mm-hmm. came to your mind putting all of this together? What, what have you gone through yeah. as a male? Well, it's been an incredible transformation for me personally. 
I'd like to say, though, first and foremost, I'm one of many producers who have been part of this since the beginning, a handful at least. And I'd say that for, for me in particular, having to sit down and, 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 and be able to tell these stories with all of our survivors, to, to build a relationship, a friendship, uh, a trust with them, um, I feel a deeper responsibility than I ever have in my entire life to continue the fight against uh, sexual violence. It didn't start with us, it's not gonna end with us, but I think it's our responsibility to continue to push it forward and, 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 and fight it as best we can. The other interesting thing of all of this, like last last January, because I think the first show aired January 3rd, um, R. Kelly was not in jail. <laughs> you know, he was no, still out you, running around. <laughs> so no, you, it's, it's a little... It's a little different this year. A lot has changed uh, in the last year. Certainly, um, you know, our focus is is with the documentary. There are certainly uh, some big tri- trials that are going to be happening in the months to come. And we'll see. You know, I'll be waiting on the sidelines along with the rest of the world to see what happens. Um, but for us, you know, we realized that we... You know, we had a lot more to tell that we couldn't the first time around. And that's that's why we're here. Are you telling it now because he has gone to jail? Do they feel more comfortable now? Do they feel more protected now? I think I think that it is still an incredible sacrifice for anybody to come forward, even more so, though, for our survivors. And we do go That's a, a part of what we go into, what that sacrifice looks like, even though he's in prison. I'd have to say that, you know, you for coming out the first time around, our survivors got a uh, tidal wave of support, but then they also got a tidal wave of backlash. And yes, so you're did. getting everyone from internet trolls to big super fans or people that just not willing to receive their story. Um, and you ha- and and what I ask, what everyone asks is to put yourselves in their shoes. Um, they're not celebrities. This is not you know, a this has not been a career for them. This is they're they're telling their stories, sharing it with the world because they feel like they have to now, and and they have a larger responsibility now. And so um, that sacrifice uh, is still very much a big thing now, even though he's in prison. Well, you know, it's interesting because. I think fans feel like they've had to sacrifice. It's hard to take, you know, step in the name of love out of your playlist. Mm. It just is. I'm not going to lie. People didn't want to do that. You know, they didn't want to take those songs off the radio. So what do you say to those folks? I think that what we've said and what I'll continue to say is to watch the documentary and decide for yourself. You know, once you've seen their stories, I know personally the, the, the first time I heard I got on the phone or I met with a survivor and, and sat down with them and heard their story. It was it was hard for me to hear another R. Kelly song, but that's me. I think that there will always be this debate about separating the art versus the artist. And, uh, yes. and I think that debate will continue. All we ask is that if you're going to decide to listen to his music or not, you know, do it from a, a place where you've, you've heard the stories, you've done the research, and then you decide. Well, that's fair. 
And I think I think that really is fair to everybody. I just want our audience to know that they're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. My guest today is Jesse Daniels, one of the producers of Surviving R. Kelly Part Two: The Reckoning, which is airing uh, on Lifetime. Um, you know, when Lifetime decided to do what, what made Lifetime decide to do this the first time around? I can understand the second time around because <laughs> ratings were huge. But I mean, well, this was taking kind of a risk the first time around. It was an incredible risk. This was not being talked about, this story in particular. Doing any story on a major celebrity uh, of this scale is, is a big risk. And so I, you know, continue to commend Lifetime for, for, for taking that leap of faith with all of us. Um, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to have um, people on the network side. Once they heard the story, it was impossible to turn your back on it. You know, you, you heard it and you felt like you two now had a responsibility to share it. And so, so you know, they, they understood what our, our goals were since the beginning and, and they helped lead the charge, uh, the whole production all the way through. Bree Bryan in particular, who's an executive producer on the project. Um, and so it's, it's been a privilege to work with Lifetime. You know, there there is there is a, a faction out there too that feels that there is some kind of a conspiracy to to bring down uh, celebrity black males. Mm. Uh, you know, there's Bill Cosby, there's R. Kelly. I could go, and there are a few other folks that have gone through similar things. And it's like, you know, it's interesting because uh, you know you look at a Harvey Weinstein who's not in jail, but R. Kelly's in jail. You look at you know Bill Cosby's in jail. So what's the difference? Why? Why isn't Harvey in jail and why are these men in jail? I think that, you know, we still have work to do, clearly. I think that there, that there you know, there needs to be uh, some sort of form of justice for anybody, uh, any survivor uh, who, who's been through this, especially when it's at the hands of a, of a major celebrity. Um, all I can say is that we're not going to stop. I know Lifetime is doing a surviving Jeffrey Epstein series following this. They're in production with that. So for us, I think that we've now, we, have, we now have a voice and a larger responsibility to continue to investigate these kinds of stories. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Because the Jeffrey thing is another one. I mean, you know, that was sex trafficking at, at its height. And nobody's really yes. calling it that. That's what that is. And and nobody's really willing to step in and say what that really has was and, and perhaps still is that we just haven't uncovered yet. And so, you know, it's it, it does need to be looked into to like that. It, in terms of the women, Jesse, uh, the survivors in this, what What's going to happen to them when this is all over? When when the spotlight goes away, the stories are told, Lifetime is done with them because they've got the ratings and they've moved on to Jeffrey S. Epstein's story. What happens to these women? Mm. I think each I think each individual has uh, you know has taken a different outlook on 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 this phenomenon and what's happened with surviving R. Kelly. Uh, a lot of our survivors will return to their families and continue a normal life. Um, a lot of them now also share a sense of responsibility. They got so much support from other victims of abuse that, the, that they're now going and trying to help those people. So I've, it's been incredibly powerful to see whether you want to just return to your home and private life or if you want to put yourself out there and continue to uh, fight sexual violence. 
um, we're proud of all of our survivors who have come forward. Does Lifetime pay these women? Are they paid to be on TV? They are not paid to appear or be on TV. Absolutely not. That's part. We're we're far. We're, we 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 applied a, a very journalistic approach um, to the production of the of the documentary series. Everything from from that side of things to how we fact check and corroborate every statement that you see on screen. We know the, that we've certainly seen from the first documentary, part one, what can happen when you put a story that's powerful on TV. Um, we still, you know, we carry that responsibility, that journalistic responsibility into part two. Um, and, um, and we will continue to do so beyond that. Jesse, what would you say to some young man? Now, we clearly understand that, you know, someone like R. Kelly and and clearly because he's been charged and and, you know, he's gone to jail and he's got cases coming up in several states. So we're not comparing R. Kelly to any average young man out there that, you know, Mm -hmm. is looking at a woman. But but just from what you've learned uh, from these victims, what would you say to young men out there who are really confused about what to do and what not to do and what to say and what not to say to women today? What would you say to them? I That's a great question. I'm maybe not the perfect person to answer that question, but I do, th- I do know that we have some incredible participants um, who are part of the documentary both last year and this year from Toronto Burke, the founder of Me Too, to the leaders of uh, other big organizations like Color of Change. And I think that we need to, I think that what men need to do is, is, is watch interviews, watch doc series like these and, and see what it's like, the experience to go through something traumatic like this. I think it's just about being, remaining open and willing to change and willing to, to, um, to, to, listen uh to you know to women who are if you're in a certain situation i think you know it's as simple as uh reading a situation um uh the way it should be read um again a much deeper conversation that that i think maybe uh there are other leaders out there who are better at at speaking to that yeah, but you know what? It's just the everyday average person, though, that needs to hear this. And, sure. and they may not get to those people, so they like to hear from you, Jesse. Because <laughs> yeah, you've, no, you've been there on the front you. line, no, I, honey. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can say that this has been a transformational experience for me in particular. Um, and, I can, and, I, and I know that a lot of many, many people, men and women who watch the documentary, um, feel the same way. And so yes. we can continue the awareness around sexual violence. This, is, this documentary is much bigger than just R. Kelly. It's a, it's a larger fight against sexual violence. Um, if we can continue that fight, continue people to just talk about it. Because if you talk about it, then you learn. And, and then if you learn, then we're growing all together. So I think that's, that's fundamentally what it's all about is continuing a conversation. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us and talking about this today. We'll all be watching Surviving R. Kelly Part 2, The Reckoning. It's airing now on Lifetime. Jesse Daniels, thank you so much for your part. And for everybody else out there, thank you for listening and being so much a big part of our Hollywood Live Extra family. It's been going up. We've been doing this now for two years. We just could not have done it without you. And I want to thank everybody. Don't forget to get that AURN app. And if you don't have that, you can also subscribe to SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these. You don't want to miss any of them because look what you would have missed today. Uh, like If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra on American Urban Radio Networks. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.